0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Edgerson. We're here on Monday, September 20th, 2021. The fall is here. The weather is cooling down. My favorite season of the year. I can't complain. Things are good. Hey, I got a really good episode today because I got some good stuff to talk about. I always been like the champion of like talk to your team. I've had like practically zero turnover for almost 10 years. How is that? What is that about? You've heard me talk about it before. A big part of it is like one-on-ones. It's all communication-related stuff. But I have my first person leaving my practice, quitting, because they found a better opportunity. A better opportunity than working with me? What? Yeah, I know. So it's like it was kind of a heartbreaker for me, but I'm learning from it, and I want to share kind of what happened and why. So I'll just say it was a front ass person. Was it because of money? Was it because of drama? Was it because we work nights and we do weekends? Well, it was kind of a little bit all of the above. So it was a little bit of all of them. It wasn't any specific thing, but they found a better opportunity. And to me, there is no better opportunity, but to some people there is. And why? So let's pull this apart. And, you know, this person only worked for like six, seven weeks with us. So they weren't like a long term loyal team member by any means. But I want to just say, like, throughout our growth, we started as a startup 2012. We were five ops for the longest time. We went to 11 ops in 2018. And, you know, at that point, I kind of I've always been kind of stepping back and trying to do less clinical because as you grow, you need to manage more. You need to be managing the people and managing the business, growing the business. And I think you grow faster that way. That's one of my big things is getting yourself out of the chair so that you have time to work on your business. But it's that whole like thing, like what got us here isn't gonna get us there. So things needed to change. We were a bigger office. You know, when we were a smaller office, like the front desk had certain responsibilities, certain things they had to get done each week, and they would just get it done. And we had systems and stuff, like we had things that needed, we had checklists, all this stuff. But as we grew, you know, 10, 11 people working at the front desk. It becomes easier for some people to not do things because someone else will do it. And then what happens is nobody does it. So when something is everybody's responsibility, it tends to end up being no one's responsibility. So that's like the big theme. But I want to go through this because it was was really interesting. The front desk is one of those areas of my practice that I've always kind of just stayed out of the way. I don't want to like systematize this too much for you guys. I, I need these things done, but you guys figure out how to get them done. And you do this. I don't want to step on your toes. I don't know everything about everything that you guys do up there. So just do that. You know, just just get these things done. And when we create these systems, we're not really like micromanaging, right? But there's such a thing as under management. And I think I was under managing my front desk. And that's what I've learned from this, this whole problem or this whole process of someone leaving and asking questions and stuff like that. So it was under managed. You know, there wasn't a lot of accountability. There's a lot of frustrations, a lot of resentment between team members, and and I got to tell you, my front desk team is great. I have n- like no complaints over them, none. I mean, they're great people. I think we just didn't set up the systems correctly to make this work effectively as a front desk 2.0, as a larger practice, as five million dollar practice. You know, lots of patience. The phone's ringing all day. And you know how it is. I mean, I'll go in on Monday sometimes, which is supposed to be my admin day, and, and I'll see like a big case if I have one. But sometimes I show up and there's a lot of things on my desk. There's a lot of things that I need to get done that I didn't get done last week. And then I have to see a patient. And then I have team members coming and asking me things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, get out of here. Like, leave me alone. And it's because I'm frustrated because I have so many other things to do. And I think this is how the front desk often feels. I mean, they have to task switch all the time. Like, they're trying to get their, like, side projects done, which are kind of like things like insurance entry and insurance verification But the whole time, we need them to present treatment plans. We need them to answer the phone. So it's like they're constantly trying to get these things done, but they can't get them done because they continually get interrupted. So what were the complaints? What were the problems at my front desk? Here's what my team said. Some people were coming in late consistently. Some people were taking cigarette breaks and taking them together. So like we'd have four people at the front desk and two would go out to smoke and maybe that cigarette lasted 20 minutes. Maybe it lasted 30 minutes. I don't know. You know how people say things. But anyway, it was bothering people. People on their cell phones not answering the phone. People were clocking in and going to eat breakfast right when they clocked in instead of doing the opening duties. People not answering the phones. You know, the phone rings and everyone looks at each other. Like, who's going to pick that up? With with that, people feel like, I answer the phone all the time. It's not my turn to answer the phone. Someone else answers the phone. But then they end up answering it because no one else answers the phone. So you can kind of see the frustration there. We have four chairs at our front desk. so. We have check-in one, check-in two, check-out one, and check-out two. And what we wanted people to do is when each shift comes in, you sit in a chair. But you sit in a different chair each day so that you're not always sitting in check-in one. You're not always sitting in check-in two, those sort of things. So some people were taking the easier chairs, which are the check-in chairs. You know, you never have to present a treatment plan. You never have to go over finances. You never have to set up a financing plan, things like that. So people would sit there and wait for the shift change. And even though there were like open chairs at checkout one and checkout two, they'd kind of hover behind check-in one and check-in two because they wanted to sit in the check-in. They want to sit in the easy chair today. So, you know, that was bothering people, causing resentment. And then we also have like our offices there. So we allow the front desk to go into the office so they can be uninterrupted and they can get their things done. But the thing was is that when the office was open, it would be like, okay, who's going in the office? Well, I I need to go because I gotta get this done. Well, I gotta get this done. I haven't went in a week. You got to go last week. I didn't get to go last week. So this was creating resentment as well. So you can see how like our systems aren't set up to make it people work together well. And I know what you might be thinking, oh, come on guys, we're all adults. I know, you know, we're all adults and they're adults. But the fact of the matter is, is that it wasn't set up in a way that worked for people we would anticipate that adults would be able to figure this out but it doesn't it's just people get frustrated they get mad at each other they don't say anything it builds up and then you know when we're frustrated and we think somebody say like a coworker like doesn't pull their part our brain will find things you know we'll start to see things that will validate that perception that experience so it's just a spiral of almost crappy culture and i don't think my practice has bad culture i really don't and i think don't think the front desk has bad culture but we were having a little bit of a culture slip. So last thing, when they would bring up issues with the front desk lead, nothing would change. What do you mean nothing would change? And, and, and someone even told me when they bring up issues with me, they don't change. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. What issues? I don't even know what the heck's going on up there. What are you talking about? But, you know, I mean, this, isn't, this is not how I respond because I don't think you should respond defensively. You should listen and just say, okay, okay. But yeah, th- those were the things that were happening. So I don't blame them. I think it was time for a revamp and... I kind of want to tell you what we did. We had an all-day meeting on Friday. It was planned anyway. This was our quarterly meeting. We do. We closed down the practice. We meet from 8 to 1. We do a lot of training. We break up in groups, just kind of like reconnect. And then we go out together. We went up, went to like a local bar, got some lunch, drank, and had fun until maybe 5.30. Everybody went home. It was a good time. It was a good team connection event. But what did we do about it? And before I go into what we did, how did I find out all these things? I mean, one, it was spawned by somebody leaving, you know, someone giving their two weeks notice. But also, I sat down and I did one-on-ones and I asked people how things were going. Etch, why didn't you know about this earlier? Guess what? Etch got busy and stopped doing one-on-ones. Yeah, so the power of one-on-ones. So because I have gotten busy and I've, I've forgotten or... Stopped doing the one on ones. Now I'm losing a team member. Now I have to hire somebody in place and now I have to retrain somebody, which my you know team is not that excited about training people ever because they're so busy. But I'm hoping things will get better. Let me talk about the solutions here because you might find something here that's useful at your front desk. So let's talk about the best chair thing. You know, people keep coming in, checking one, checking two. You know, they're waiting for the chair. Instead of scheduling shifts, we are now scheduling shifts in a certain chair, and we are forcing the rotation and the equal balance of sharing all chairs. So now there is no question, what chair you you going? It's on the schedule. Here it is. And my front desk lead, when she makes the schedule, makes sure that it's kind of evened up as best as she can. What about working in the office? Hey, whose turn is it to go in the office? I need to go in the office. Now, each of them gets one day a week, you know, that they will be in the office, we actually have two offices at the U. So you get one day to be in the office. What do you do in the office? Do you have to answer the phone? No. Okay, you just work on your stuff. You just work on your stuff. We talked about this as a team. Yes, you are not answering the phone. You just work on your stuff. Can you be interrupted? Yeah, I mean, if we need you, we can, We can. can. you're the last resort. But we want you to be in the office working on your stuff. Whatever project that is, what verification, putting in insurances, working on pre-auths, those sort of things. So pretty much took all the guesswork and all the decision-making and we made it equitable, we made it even by scheduling it that way. So there's no question of where you're supposed to be or who's supposed to be there so there can no be no resentment. We, we have checklists that people were doing. I looked at these checklists. These were created by my front desk team and, and my office of manager, my front desk lead. And I, I just kind of felt personally, I said, you know, a lot of these aren't checkable things. Like for check-in one, it would say, greet patients and check them in. That's not a checkable thing. You know, that's not something you can check off. I mean, it's something you should be doing in a chair. So we changed these lists into focus and checklists. So everything on the checklist is, is checkable. And, and that was another issue that people said is that people aren't completing their checklist. The afternoon shift will come in and the morning shift didn't complete their checklist. Well, you know, Monday morning was really busy and we didn't have time to finish our checklist. So what good are the checklists if we don't have to do them, right? And there was another thing that we had is we have treatment tracker. So if you present a treatment plan, it goes into the tracker and then we're supposed to follow up on it. Well, there's no follow-up getting done. So you're starting to see this theme. There's no accountability here. People are just kind of doing whatever they please. So we created those systems for that. And then we had at the meeting and this was, it was, it was a good conversation. I'm glad we had it, but we said, what are the expectations guys? And I went through these things and, and I'm going to go through this pretty quick, but we said, you know, what time do we, what do we do when we, we get here? What do you mean? What do we do? I said, guys, what do we do? And I just involved everybody do we clock in and start doing the opening stuff or do we clock in and we go eat breakfast? And they're like, well, we start doing the opening stuff. I'm like, okay, can we all agree on that's what we do? Okay, cool. So we agreed on it. What do we do when when, when we leave? You know, when is my shift over? Do the checklist have to be completed? And we talked about, you know what, if you can't complete the checklist, you need to write something next to the thing you couldn't complete and tell the person that's taking your next spot. So if you couldn't get to something, you need to write why you couldn't and give it to the person that's coming in in the afternoon shift. So that checklist has to be complete. Everything has to be addressed or have an explanation of why you didn't do it. And if someone is consistently not doing it, please let me know because we will either try to shift the responsibilities differently if we need to, or I will address it with that person. What time do we get here? I mean, well, what do you mean what time do we get here? We get here at 630 in the morning. Well, what if we come at 635? Well, is that okay? No, that's late. All right, guys, that's late. We all decided that's late. What if we get stuck by a train and we can't cross tracks and we get we have to be late because of that? Okay, well, that's understandable. Well, what's too late? Well, as long as they don't do it too much. What's too much? Well, all the time. When is all the time? Let's get clear. Let's get black and white. And pretty much our solution for that was like, okay, if anyone is showing up late all the time, someone let me know about it. I will address it personally with that person. But we all agree that we should be here at 630. When do we take lunch? When do we take cigarette breaks? Okay, you know, we get one cigarette break a shift. That's it. And you get one break if you're not a smoker per shift. And when we take a break, a cigarette break, or if we take a lunch, never, ever, ever should two people be leaving the front desk. So this is something we all agreed on. We set the expectations. We had another issue. People said, when, when people screw some things up, they should be addressed. And what we were doing before is we would just post on our Slack page, our front desk page and say, hey, gentle reminder, when this happens, guys, we've got to do this. Okay, just remember this. And we, we decided as a team that that's okay to post that, but they would prefer that we come and talk to them directly about what they screwed up. And I said, okay, but I need you all to agree that you will not get defensive when we do so because this is what you guys want and this is what you're asking for. As far as like answering the phones, we have a high hierarchy. This person is going to answer the phone every time it rings. If this person's on the phone, this person answers it. If this person, these two are on the phone, this person answers it. So there's no, it takes out all the guesswork. And I know it seems childish, but I promise you it's not. Now we've been rolling this out for, yeah, a week now. So far, so good. But we're going to come back. We're going to reevaluate it. We're going to see what's working and what's not. And we're going to pivot should we need to. But this is what we needed at our front desk. And your desk, front desk might not be as big as mine, but maybe you need this as well. Find out what is frustrating people and figure out a way so that it's not frustrating anymore. So that's kind of what we did. We went through, we created new systems and assigned seating and, and assigned people in the office or and assigned them in a certain chair. And then we got really clear on what are the expectations for everybody? What are the rules? And what can we all agree on so that we were, all our expectations are the same? Because you got a lot of different people that have different expectations. So you want to make sure they're all happy. I know this one was a little long. I'm going to wrap it up real quick because I don't want to make these solo episodes too long. But my point being... My office runs great, but the systems are never done. You have to talk to your team. You have to do the one-on-ones, find out what's going on, and you have to address the issues. Had I addressed this maybe a month ago, maybe I wouldn't have lost that team member. Who knows? Maybe I would have anyway. Maybe it was something out of my control. But, you know, I like to think that I have not been managing the front desk, and I I need to be a little bit more present in there. And, and I just kind of got busy. You know how it is. I'm busy doing cases, busy running a big practice. Things happen. But... That doesn't mean that there's a problem that you can't solve. You can always solve these problems if you sit down, find out what the issues are, and you come up with solutions. You try them out, you reevaluate them, and you pivot. That's my story. That's what's really going on in my practice right now. And I hope you guys find that helpful. I, I think you should look at your own front desk and kind of see if there's anything that rings true here that you can implement at yours. And hopefully that gave you a little insight into that my practice is not all a highlight reel. It's a very real place. We have very real issues just like everybody else. All right, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.